welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. I got three gentlemen on the podcast with me today. Guys, would you introduce yourselves? How's it going? Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. Sam Schmidt, Pastor of Sacred City Moline. Kevin Knorr, Biblical Counselor. Okay, this podcast is going to be a part of our Beyond the Sermon podcast or Beyond the Sermon segment in our podcast. Um, This last week, I preached on John chapter 13, and it was all about betrayal. Jesus is betrayed by Judas Iscariot on the night of the Passover, at the Passover meal. Jesus is not, he's fully aware of it. He's not blown away by this. He knew it right away. And one of the things that happened was I showed people how Jesus had treated his betrayer, that he had called him along with all the other, with the other 11 apostles. So Judas got to witness all the miracles, got to hear all the teaching, got, got to be close to Jesus. And he'd heard Jesus say, one of you is going to betray me. One of you is going to betray me. Mm -hmm. One of you, there's a son of the devil here. Like he had said this and those were all meant to be warnings to Judas to, Similar to the way God spoke to Cain and said, sin is crouching at your door. It desire, it's a desire to have you, and you yeah. must master over it. Mm. And, and yet Jesus knew Judas wasn't going to master over it, and he was still going to betray him. Jesus had also washed his feet. Mm-hmm. That same night, he washed his feet. He said, one of you is not clean. Like, I've washed you all, but one of you is not clean. Speaking to Judas. So, yeah, I've washed your feet. It's a symbol that you need to be cleansed and washed of your sins, but Judas has not been cleansed of his sin. He hasn't been born again. He hasn't turned from his sin. Mm-hmm. And he shared this meal with, with, with Judas as well. And so there was a lot of kind mercies that Jesus gave to Judas. And yet the Puritans say the same sun that melts the ice hardens the clay. And so nearness to Jesus, if you have a heart of ice, melt, should melt it mm-hmm. and lead you to repent of your sin and turn to Christ. But if you do not want to turn from your sin, then nearness to Jesus will actually harden your heart. Yeah. Right? It'll, it'll harden your heart. Yeah. And that, that happens to Judas, right? Yeah, you see that with how he, he's responsible for the, the money bag. Yep. And he's, his concern is, oh, do, don't, that perfume could have been sold and put, given to the poor, but really just wanted to pocket it. And it's yeah. like you see that hardness of heart. And he, he sells out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Right. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> Jesus was failing to give him what he wanted. Maybe riches, maybe that was it, you mm-hmm. know, riches and wealth and power and prestige. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's re- willing to sell out Jesus to get 30 pieces of silver. But this brought up some questions for people. So Jesus was kind and, and did all this with his betrayer, right? But one thing I said kind of flippantly on Sunday was in Jesus, we see the difference between sympathy or compassion mm-hmm. and empathy. Mm-hmm. Sympathy can say, this is the truth. I can be kind to you. I can be gracious to you. I can wash your feet. But the truth is the truth, and I'm not going to change the truth. Yeah. And you're going to be, and because you're not repenting, you're going to hell. I mean, yeah. that's, people ask me, did Judas go to hell? Yeah, Judas went to hell. We know this. Judas, 
goes and kills himself, and then he hangs there until his guts burst open. Yeah. Judas goes to hell. It's not, this is not a mystery. Judas never repented. Mm -hmm. And what we don't see Jesus do is play the empathetic one and go, Judas, Judas, no, no, no. What are you going to do? You can't do this. You can't do this. And jump down into the situation with him and try to change this, try to, you know, somehow manufacture enough empathy to get Judas to change his mind. Yeah. Jesus knows Judas is not going to change his mind. Yeah. Right? And again, that's the difference between sympathy and empathy. Right. But um, some people asked, okay, well, how does this play out for us? Mm -hmm. how, are, how should we treat our betrayers? Mm -hmm. Right? And I think this is going to have, this question would have to be answered and applied to, to specific situations. Sure. Um, the, the question is this. In the midst of being wronged, is there or where is the line of not eating at the table with them? And if they do seek reconciliation, is there wisdom in being cautious, having boundaries more than you were wrong, more than before you were wronged? I think the question of this is absolutely yes. If you have a person that you don't trust, you should not trust that person as much mm. as you did before. Yeah. Trust <clears throat> takes a long time to be earned and a moment to be broken. You see this even with Jesus at the beginning of his ministry where it says Jesus knew what was in the heart of man so he did not entrust himself to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so there was a selective, I guess, sharing of self with them that, that Jesus refrained from fully you know, like laying it all out there. Yeah, yeah. He, what does he mean by that? Jesus was fully connected with the Father, could trust the Father fully, but he couldn't give himself over to all of his disciples that way. Mm -hmm. No human being can, right? No human being right. can. The closest thing you can get is your spouse, Sure. right? But there's meant to be levels of intimacy and levels of, of trust with people, right? I, I, I'm not going to give you my passwords to my bank account. Mm -hmm. I trust you but not that much. <laughs> right, right, right. Like that would be a great temptation for anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's, there's wisdom. There's wisdom in this. And now sure. if your spouse is the one that's betrayed you, it is a deep betrayal. Mm -hmm. It's a great betrayal. And this is why I counsel people. You know, I talk with them like, have you, can you forgive this person? And maybe that, you know, usually if it's a Christian who really gets the gospel, Yes, I can forgive them. But that they can do it in a moment, but that's going to take months and years mm -hmm. to continue to forgive them right. and to not get bitter and sure. to not fear, right? It's mm -hmm. going to take a long time. And for people that immediately, you know, maybe they're not Christians or they're baby Christians, oh no, I'm done, I'm out of here. I'm like, I try to counsel them, let's take time. Yeah. Let's not make an immediate decision. Maybe we need to separate. Or maybe we, you know, we, we need to work on this, but don't get a divorce right now. Like, let's wait a year. Let's wait two years, something like that, to see if you can forgive them and if that person is truly repentant and can earn that trust back. Mm -hmm. So is there a difference between um, Christian forgiving someone uh, and then also just someone that's not a Christian? Well, Christians have a different power mm. because we have been, been forgiven yep. so much. Mm -hmm. We've sinned against God and God bridged that gap and didn't cut us off and didn't divorce us and pursued us when we were unfaithful. And so our awareness 
of the betrayal of the Lord. One of the things I said on Sunday was one of my favorite lines in the song that we sing on <laughs> Good Friday, Judas betrayed you for 30 and I'd have done it for less. Mm-hmm. That all sin is an intimate betrayal of Jesus because yeah. we're choosing something. Like Judas choose money, we choose something over Jesus in the moment, mm. right? And so if I recognize that I am that kind of sinner and Christ sups with me, eats with me, forgives me, loves me, dies for me, then that should empower me to forgive my spouse, mm. right? An unchristian, they don't have that power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they might think of the kids, which is a good, a good reason not to divorce the kids. They might think of money. They might think of all these practical reasons, or maybe they just, they love their spouse and they're willing to forgive, but they don't have the power that a Christian has right. to forgive. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so they go on and ask, you know, if someone's betrayed you, would you sit around the table and eat with them? And I, I would have to ask, or I have to say, like, depends on what it was. Sure. Um, I think the, the blood of Jesus can cover all sins. Mm. It might take months. It might take years. Um, forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. And so there are some things you could do to me that I could forgive you for, but we might never be reconciled ever again, right? And, um, and th- that person might have to go to prison or might have to you know, get consequences or something like that. So it just depends on what we're talking about. Sure. So is forgiveness the goal or reconciliation the goal? Well, I think it just depends. Mm. But for most things, both, the goal is forgiveness and reconciliation. Yeah. Because we're, especially for Christians, the goal is to be in relationship with one another, right mm-hmm. relationship. The goal is to be reconciled, right? Christ has reconciled us. Um, and so we want, so we're going to be betrayed by people, whether it's a right. bad, bad. So we could talk about like bad business deal, a bad business deal, man, that you should be able to get reconciled over that and, and forgive one another, yeah. right? And be able to eat, eat together. It might take a few months, but mm-hmm. that, that should be able to happen. You know, it just depends on what level of betrayal we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you tell somebody a secret, you ask them not to tell, they betray your trust. Okay. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. That stings. Yeah. That should be confessed. That should be, you should recon and you should work to, to reconcile, but you should be able to put that under the, the blood of the cross in days or weeks, not months or years. Right. Yeah. Right. And I th- even think, you know, you're talking about varying levels of intimacy. It's like forgiveness moving into reconciliation. It's possible to be in a reconciled state, but not necessarily have the the fullness, the mo- the robustness of that relationship be what it once was, but being a, I guess maybe think of it as a gradual movement toward, but still be in a reconciled state that it's like, I, I, there's no animosity harbored, forgiveness is there. We still are civil towards one another, but it not be that full-fledged, maybe we're best friends and something catastrophic happened. Well, we can still be friends and talk together, but m- maybe th- what that relationship was, we're never going to get back to that. Yeah. But you're it, still in a reconciled state. So when I talk, talk about levels of betrayal, Judas betrayed Jesus ultimately, rejected him as Lord and Savior, yeah. sold him, sold, you know, kissed him on the cheek. Jesus was killed because of it. Yeah. There is no reconciliation between Jesus and Judas. 
Judas goes to hell, right? So there's no, there's no reconciliation there. But with Peter, we see full restoration, full yeah. reconciliation. Peter betrays Jesus three times. I don't know him. I don't know him. I'm not with him. I'm not a part of him. And then Jesus shows up later and basically says, I told you you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he tells him to feed his sheep, feed the sheep, feed the lambs, right? Like, and do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Um, and we see full restoration and full reconciliation. And then Peter gets filled with the Holy Spirit and becomes uh, one of the leading apostles, yeah. right? So right there we see levels of intimacy and levels of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing. So is that, the, is that true in the church? Yes, that's true in the church. If someone were to commit some kind of child abuse or pedophilia or, or something like that in the church, there will most likely be never be full reconciliation. Like you're never going to serve in the kids' ministry. You're, ne- you're never right. going to be able to be alone with my kids. There's like just you're never going it's just n- never going to happen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's definitely levels to it, and it, it's a wisdom it's a wisdom piece. Yep. Right? Um, yeah, you know, same thing with probably somebody has an affair. I, it's going to be very, very difficult to let that, if, if, if it's my wife, to let my wife be alone with, you know, another man or anything like that. Well, we don't do that anyways, but I'm just right. saying right. it would be, I would, I would, you know, if your wife travels on business and she has an affair with you while she's on business, well, that I would, that's a deal breaker for me. Like, I'd be like, okay, you can't travel anymore, right. mm-hmm. you know, or something like, or right. something along those mm-hmm. lines. Um, that there's, yeah, I think there's, there's levels to it. So where do you think it is that a lot of Christians like detach themselves from being a Judas? Like, I mean, like you were saying, like he, he did it for 30 and we, and we would do it for less. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's the levels of intensity issue. I've never betrayed Jesus like that. I'm not that bad. And yeah, you you probably haven't sold him out face to face like that. Because Judas had a level of intimacy that you have never, you know, you, you don't right. you, face-to-face intimacy you don't, you've never had. But when we begin to see what sin ultimately is, so one, you know, whatever. If I'm looking at porn on the internet, in that moment, I'm choosing the fleeting pe- pleasures of fake intimacy mm-hmm. with real spiritual inti- intimacy with Christ. Yeah. So I am. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm, I'm betraying Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I can't speak up and, and speak the truth when God opens a door, I'm betraying Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus said as much. He said, if you betray me in front of others, or if you deny me in the, in the presence of others, I'll deny you in the presence of my Father. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's... Jesus, that's out of the mouth of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And that's not him being petty. That's that's operating from a place of wisdom and, mm-hmm. and knowing how the world works and how relationships work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it is helpful to see that all sin is a betrayal. What I said on Sunday, it's not just a smacking of your hand. It's not just disobeying arbitrary rules, but it's a personal betrayer betrayal yep. of Christ and understanding that I have betrayed Christ deepens my love and intimacy of Christ because I see what right. he's done for me. Yep. He didn't just wash my feet. He washed my whole soul with his mm. blood, yeah. right? And um, he purchased purchased me, right? He bought me off the slave auction block. 
So there is an intimacy there, and I want to be aware that, you know, he died for me while I was yet a sinner. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm betraying him like Jesus with a kiss, and Christ knows that, and he's, he's dying for me. Mm-hmm. And that should fundamentally change that I relate to other people. Mm-hmm. I should be quicker to forgive. Mm-hmm. I should be more humble in my relationship with them. I should give them more grace. I should remember that love covers a multitude of, multitude of sins. Yeah. So when you're living in close community, which God calls us to in the church, you're going to be, I hate to say it, you're going to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are going to eat your food, not pay you back. Mm-hmm. You're going to make a meal for somebody, they won't make a meal for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to help somebody move, they don't want to help you move. You're going to loan somebody your car, they're going to dent it up and not mm-hmm. offer to pay for it. Like, people are dumb. Like, we do dumb stuff, right? And now, that's not the way it should be, right? You borrow somebody's truck, you should fill the tank up with gas. Like, you should do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, if you dent somebody's car, you should pay to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, and unless they say, no, 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 I've got it, I've got it, you know, or whatever. But um, those are the types of things that we should do. But we need the power of the gospel. Yeah. To, re- to keep us in community or we're going to get offended or going to feel betrayed and we're going to take our ball and go home. Yeah. And in one sense, we're going to begin to shrivel up and die alone. Mm. And, and C.S. Lewis has this, I haven't used this in a while, but it just came to me. He talks about how a soft heart, a soft and open heart can be easily hurt and easily wounded, you know. Thankfully, we have a heart behind rib cage and our yeah. bones. Thankfully, it's not on our shoulder somewhere that you could bump into a corner and really mess it up. But he talks about, yeah, well, you could you could take your heart and you could lock it away in a box and you could protect it. And while you're doing that, it will become rock hard, mm-hmm. impenetrable. You're like, nothing's going to hurt me. Nothing's going to get in. Nothing's going to betray me again. And it's going to shrivel up and become hard as rock. And he says, irredeemable. Mm. Mm. In other words, you lock it away, it begins to harden. Yeah. And it be, you don't want to be betrayed and your heart's going to become as hard as Judas's. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So forgiveness is mandatory for Christians. Mm. Reconciliation is preferable but reconciliation can't doesn't happen in all circumstances mm-hmm. so you'd say um, how hard if if we have been sinned against whose burden is it to seek reconciliation would you say <clears throat> well according to Matthew 18 the the protocol of handling being sinned against Jesus puts the onus on on the one who's been violated. He says, if your brother sins against you, go. But I also think, and I agree with that, and um, I would say that if you have been sinned against, it could be that the person doesn't realize it, that they've sinned against you. Mm-hmm. I think there are also situations where... Let me just speak to that. I say a lot of things. I preach a lot, obviously, and talk a lot on this podcast. And I, you know, wound a lot of people, or the words that I speak... 
pierce the heart of people. The word of God does that. Sometimes it's just because that's the word and that's what it needs to do. And sometimes maybe I misspeak or, um, you know, I, I got a big mouth and I'm, you know, I'm running or whatever. But a lot of times I'm saying it joking or funny or whatever. People take offense. People get hurt. I have no idea they're hurt. I have no yeah. idea they're offended. Mm-hmm. And so I'll see you in the grocery store or I'll see you and I'll shake your hand. Hey, how's it going? And you, you might hate, hate my guts in that moment. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. There's no way I could come to you and say, hey, please forgive me for what I said. Right. Or, or, oh, no, that's not what I meant. You know, I, I would never know it unless you came to me and, yeah. and said that. Yeah. And on the other side of that, there's this sense, like, if you know that fellowship has been disrupted and you, you're not sure why, uh, I think a, a loving brother will go and say, hey, I've noticed something's off. Mm. Um, is something going on? And inquiring, and it might be that that, that conversation comes about where the sin, there is sin there or maybe it's a misunderstanding or whatever, whatever it is the relationship, the harmony of the relationship has been disrupted and, and we should strive for unity together. And, and I think part of that is being able to acknowledge that, okay, maybe something happened that I'm not aware of mm-hmm. that I need to be aware of. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you'll do that and the person knows nothing and they just won't talk about it. I'm fine. So yeah. in that moment, is the forgiveness for them or is it for you? Well, if I'm going to somebody and saying, hey man, something's weird here. What's going on? And he doesn't tell me. I got, no, I got nothing to repent over. I got nothing going on. That's on that brother or sister. And if they don't have the courage and the biblical conviction to obey Jesus and to, to say what happened, then again, they're locking their heart away. And that's, that problem isn't just going to stay in that relationship. That mm-hmm. problem is going to spread to other relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some people are so conflict. They're such conflict avoiders that they can never have any deep relationships mm-hmm. because as soon as somebody hurts them, they cut them off. Yep. Yeah. Right. Cause they don't want to deal with it. And that's no way to live. Right. Yeah. And yep. to the point of what, well, Hey, Hey, what's wrong? Something's weird. No, nothing. It's like, okay, great. Now you're bearing false witness. Like yeah. you're, you're multiplying you're sin it. at that point. Yeah. And obviously this happens in now it's different than you need to, you need a day to think about it. You need a week to think mm-hmm. about it. That's, that's different. You can, you can take some time. You can say, Hey man, I don't really know what's going on. I'm trying to process it. Let me think about it. Let me pray about it. Yeah. But if somebody's offended you or hurt you, you need to go to them and tell them. And listen, sometimes you took offense when you didn't need to. And they'll be like, that's, that's, I was, te- that was a joke. I wasn't, I didn't mean that hurtful. Yeah. And you need to be okay. I was too sensitive. You touched on something that I'm sensitive about from my past or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So thank you for telling me that. I love you. You know, and there was no sin to forgive here. That's on me. I need to man up and put my big girl pants on or big boy pants on and let love cover a multitude of sins yep. or multitude of offenses or a multitude of owies, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, there, there's just that. Yeah. There's some people just don't like my communication style. Sure. You know, some people just don't like how direct I can be, you know, or, and I'm just using me, but I don't like the way this person talks. I don't like the way they talk to their husband. I don't like the way. Whatever it is. Like, mm. there's just some things that rub me wrong, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to bring that to them every single time. I just maybe I just need to get over it and love them in, in, in spite of it. Mm-hmm. So how does, how does something like forgiveness and reconciliation change whether you're a Christian or not? Or, or I should say, whether the one who is seeking reconciliation, if they're 
if they know they're a Christian or if... Well, one of the mo- I think what you're asking here, one of the most frustrating things is to have a relationship with a non, non-Christian and then they sin against you mm-hmm. yeah. because they don't have the same categories we have. Right. And so there's no guarantees on that one, man. There's no guarantees. Um, and so sometimes it, that can go well, sometimes it can't if yeah. they can see it. And, and part of it is just like thinking about maybe missional relationships, you get sinned against by somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus forbearing with them, showing them grace through that. It's like, you know, they, you know that they sinned against you. They may not know that they, they might know somewhat like, okay, something's off, but a way that you can extend grace to them is just by covering the multitude of sins with the love of Christ. Yep. Yep. That about it. That's about it. All right. Relatively short podcast today. What we're going to do next week on the podcast is we're going to release the content from our women's event. And uh, it's going to be on what is a woman and the nature of femininity and a woman's domain. What is their end, their telos, their purpose, and how to live as a biblically feminine woman. Mm -hmm. We're going to release that podcast. And then we're going to release, hopefully, Lord willing, the Q&A from our women's uh, event this weekend. So that's what's coming next week. You can look for that. We released the men's event here. We'll release the women's event. And we want men and women both. We want the women to know what the men are being taught and the women to know, or and the men to know what, what, whatever. The women to know what the men are being taught and the men to know what the women are being taught. <laughs> Tongue twister. Yeah, there <laughs> So hopefully this podcast helped you guys. Uh, if you got any questions, you can email me, justindean at sacredcitychurch.com and sam at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you guys. God bless. We're praying for you. Talk to you soon. Peace out.